1: you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com/goals24. That's chime.com/goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.
2: This is the Sasquatch's Monsters of the Clubhouse. Tales of when athletes throw it all away and end up behind bars or worse. Marlon King was born and raised in South London. He started his career in non-league football with Dulwich Hamlet. He went on to play for Barnet, Gillingham, Leeds United and Knott's Forest before moving to Watford in 2005. While at Watford, he was the championship top goalscorer and drove Watford to promotion to the Premiership. He also spent time at Wigan, Hull, Middlesbrough and Coventry City and he has been capped and scored for Jamaica. The big however for King is as follows, he has served three jail sentences, he has a number of other criminal convictions including theft from a person and theft from a car, criminal damage, attempting to obtain property by deception, fraudulent use of a vehicle license document, driving without insurance, speeding, drink driving, a wounding incident while playing amateur football, and two cases involving assault of young women in the Soho area of London. King had his playing contract cancelled by Wigan after he was convicted of sexual assault and sentenced to 18 months in prison. Traditionally, the stories I tell involve a rise and fall, however it was impossible to do this for Marlon King. This is his story. King started his career at Dulwich Hamlet before becoming a trainee at Barnet. Whilst playing with Dulwich, he had his first run in with the law. In a fixture against St Thomas, he assaulted a member of the opposition. He grabbed his opponent around the neck and as the referee bucked him, he returned to the attack with a headbutt and a punch in the face, fracturing his opponent's cheekbone. He was given an 80 hour community order and ordered to pay £250 in compensation. After making 60 first team appearances for Barnet, he moved to Gillingham in 2000. However, while at Barnet in 1999, he was fined a total of £240 for two counts of theft and two of fraudulently using a tax disc. Whilst at Gillingham, he was disqualified from driving for nine months for driving with excess alcohol and while uninsured. Three further cases led to imprisonment. In May of 2002, he received an 18-month prison sentence for receiving stolen goods in relation to a BMW convertible that he was found driving, but he was found not guilty of a charge of assaulting a police officer in a related case. His solicitor commented that his reputation will be tarnished forever. Whatever success he achieves, he'll always be referred to in a Tyson-esque way as someone who has had a criminal past and that is a considerable penalty. Gillingham continued to pay his salary while he was in jail and supported his appeal which resulted in the sentence being reduced to nine months with King being released on license after five months returned to Gillingham within two days of his release. In stark contrast on the pitch his time at Gillingham was his success. In three years He made 101 appearances and netted 40 times post-rehabilitation to society. A transfer to Knott's Forest transpired based on his performance with the Gills and it was very much a mixed bag for King. His two years in Nottingham culminated in 50 appearances and just 10 goals. However, this did include an incredibly emotional injury time winner and first goal following the death of Brian Clough. There was further legal issues, both cases of physical violence towards women in London. A cab driver had called police about a disturbance in Berwick Street, Soho. When officers arrived they saw King chasing two women along the road with a belt and a buckle wrapped around his right fist. One of them explained he attacked them for no apparent reason, punching her in the face and causing cuts and swelling. He was fined £1,000 and ordered to pay £500 compensation as well as £100 in costs. He was also convicted of threatening behaviour. This involved him approaching a woman near Leicester Square and again, for no apparent reason, he spatted her. He was fined £300 and ordered to pay £500 compensation and £55 in costs. His off-field behaviour at Nottingham led to two loan spells, a short, unsuccessful stint at Ellen Road and a latter more successful stint with Watford. In the summer of 2005 King was loaned to Watford for six months, with an option to buy in the January transfer window. He impressed, scoring 12 goals in 21 games as Watford featured in the promotion places of the championship. The transfer was made permanent for half a million in January and King went on to finish top goalscorer in the 2005-2006 championship with 21 goals. Watford finished third. King scored in the 3-0 semi-final first leg win over Crystal Palace. He also played in the second leg and in the final against Leeds United, which Watford went on to win 3-0 and to win promotion to the FA Premier League. King was named the club's player of the season. King scored his debut Premier League goal against West Ham in the second game of the new season. His second Premier League goal, the first in a 3-all draw with Fulham on the 2nd of October 2006, marking his 100th goal in domestic competition. In the following game away at Arsenal he sustained a knee injury which kept him out of the next three games. During his return to fitness he suffered a relapse and in an exploratory operation it was discovered that some bone had flaked away from his femur. The injury kept him out of action for six months and he did not return until the 14th of April 2007 when he came on as a substitute in the 4-1 FA Cup semi-final loss to Man United at Villa Park. He scored in the final two games of the season away at Reading and a home to Newcastle United to bring his season tally to four. Watford were unfortunately relegated and returned to the championship for the 2007-2008 season. With Watford topping the table for much of the first half of the season, King scored 10 goals before the end of 2007, including 5 in successive games in October. King had a medical at Fulham in January 2008, which Fulham at the time said he had failed. He signed for Wigan Athletic on a -a three-and-a-half-year contract for an undisclosed fee on the 25th of February 2008, Watford chairman Graham Simpson said that King had left for a fee of 3 million, rising to 4 million, dependent on appearances and Wigan keeping their Premier League status. It was reported that King doubled his wages to 40,000 per week and King scored his first and what turned out to be his only goal for Wigan against Blackburn Rovers on the 22nd of March. In August 2008 Premier League newcomers Hull City bid an undisclosed amount for King which Wigan accepted. City agreed personal terms with King but the move fell through as he was unable to negotiate the terms of his exit with Wigan. Hull instead took King on a season long loan. He scored his first goal for City a penalty on the 13th of September against Newcastle United adding a second goal in the second half to win the match. 2 1. Issues, whoever had started, appear at Hull, and King was alleged to have headbutted teammate Dean Windas in a casino at Scarborough. Hull City stated that the matter had been dealt with internally, and both players remained with the club. Windas later described the incident as a storm in a teacup. King's loan at Hull was cut short after he reacted in an unacceptable manner when he was told he was not in the starting lineup for a match against Ashton and he was sent home rather than take his place amongst the substitutes. A short stint at Middlesbrough followed on loan before a return to Wigan this until he was sacked in October 2009 following his conviction and sentencing for sexual assault. Marlon King decked a slightly built student after being repeatedly cold-shouldered by the woman in a Soho Revolutions bar late in December of 2008, where he went to celebrate his wife's third pregnancy and scoring a a match-winning goal hours earlier. Southwark Crown Court heard he had boasted to his 20-year-old victim, I'm out of your league, love. I'm a multi-millionaire, when she told him to stop touching her. He punched her with such force that two other revellers, one of them holding on to his arm were knocked over. King claimed he was a victim of mistaken identity and drafted in his wife Julie and older brother Dean Everett to testify in his favour but after hearing evidence from a string of other witnesses including a sky sports journalist who saw King in the club and a football coach who insisted he was the assailant, the jury decided he was lying. He was convicted by a majority of 10-2 of sexually assaulting the 20 year old and causing actual bodily harm. The judge Nicholas Lorraine Smith told the players that in addition to the jail sentence he would have to register as a sex offender for 7 years paid £3,125 in compensation to his victim and £1,800 in prosecution costs. After delivering the guilty verdict the jury was told that since the age of 17 King had been in the dock on 7 other occasions and had spent time in jail for receiving a stolen £30,000 BMW. He had been accused of dishonesty, drink driving and other motoring offences and violence, including calming assaults on two women in 2003. Three years later, he was convicted of threatening behaviour after slapping another woman on her bottom and head and then spitting at her when police arrived. King showed no reaction as he was convicted, but Sath open-mouthed as a judge told him it was clear he had drunk more than he should have. You approached these young women who wanted nothing to do with you. You touched them on their faces and as the jury have just found by the verdict, touched the complainant on her backside in a way that amounted to a sexual assault. Although they and others told you politely and firmly to leave them alone, you weren't prepared to be ignored. Eventually and after some time, you simply lost your temper and punched her hard in the face. You broke her nose and that can still be seen. Thereafter you tried your best to avoid any responsibility for what you had done and you were helped in this by the nightclub for whom you were such a good customer. The judge said the club had pretended to call police and allowed him to leave. You have shown not a hint of shame at your disgraceful and arrogant behaviour. Furthermore, it is not your first criminal offence, nor your first for violence. Referring to King's 35000 wage packet and the fact his contract would be revoked, costing him more than a million, the judge added, I appreciate this will cost you an enormous amount of money, but it is difficult to be sympathetic when you are boasting about your earnings in the way you did. After the guilty verdict. The Wigan Athletic Chairman, Dave Whelan, confirmed the club had decided to sack King. Upon his release, King managed to play for another three years with spells at Coventry, Birmingham Sheffield United. In addition, he also scored 12 goals in 24 appearances for Jamaica, but even that came with some controversy. This, during two separate occasions, King was stood down on disciplinary matters. King's career came to an end when he was arrested and bailed once more in April of 2013 after a car crash which left one man seriously injured and in July of the same year he was again arrested in connection with a hit and run incident which had left a second man injured. King pleaded not guilty to the first incident in November of the same year and had a trial date set for March in 2014 on the 15th of May 2014 King was sentenced to 18 months in prison and banned from driving for three years. Following his release from prison King moved to Zambia with his family where he remains to this day. The story of Marlon King is one that emphasises the public outrage versus skill level debate. At the level King operated in the English Football Leagues, it was obvious he was effective. And being effective at those levels, he was well known in football circles, he was even known to the casual fan. But would the crimes committed and the number of chances provided be afforded to someone of a higher profile? Given the undoubtedly bigger public outcry? And if so, does sport have an issue with doing what's right when the profile doesn't justify it? The next episode of Monster Clubhouse is out next Monday. Make sure to leave a review wherever you find this podcast and make sure to follow the mid season slump on Instagram to find out about some more of the pieces of work we're putting together. Alternatively, if social media isn't your thing, Check out our website www.themid-seasonslump.com Thanks very much for listening.